This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, guys. I hope you're having a wonderful week. My week has been, it's been okay. It hasn't been bad. A lot of work, which I love because I really took, I took it for granted when I was really, really busy and making a lot of money. And then when it slowed down, I was like, oh, it's not just always like that. Okay. Well, then I need some more, some more work. In case, I feel like I've talked about this, but in case I haven't, um, I am a signing agent. I am self-employed and I am the notary that comes in to do your closing paperwork on a real estate transaction. I could also do general notary work, but there's no money in that. Well, not a lot of money. As where with being a signing agent, I make uh, damn good money. I'll tell you that. But uh, anyway, that's completely... That is the most boring part about me, so let's not even go there. Um, welcome to She Speaks Bravo. I'm Emily. Nice to meet you if you're new. If you could, could you could you like, subscribe? No, wait, that's for YouTube. What do you do on a podcast? You rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to, no pressure, totally get it. Um, Let's get into some Bravo because I have been dying to talk about this on the pod. I am rewatching seasons one through, I'll go to three of Beverly Hills. Seasons one and two are amazing, outstanding, incredible television. However, they are so problematic. Okay, so trigger warning which is what they should have put at the beginning of the entire season, seasons one and two of Beverly Hills. Okay, let me explain. The Taylor stuff. The Taylor stuff, you guys. So (laughs) they have a woman. Adrian knows and has heard from Taylor that Russell is abusive, okay? That means production knows. And what do they do? They say... We're not going to go get any sensitivity training or education on how to properly handle this very dangerous situation. No, no. We are going to let this become a whole storyline. A gossip storyline. Do you realize how unsafe this was for Taylor? Okay. In a normal situation that's handled properly, if Someone is in a domestic violence situation. Number one, it's super common that they don't report it, that they don't leave. They're usually terrified of the person. So what she was probably doing was trying to get some money so that she could leave. Even though that's a very very interesting way to do that but still we you know that was her that was her idea when lisa vanderpump and camille 
came out and said on camera, you know, we don't say that he hits you or threw you into the bar or whatever. They could have put her in so much danger. Now, the problem with this season for season two for Taylor is that she's such a drunken mess. But to be honest, I think people forget that victims in domestic violence situations are not totally healthy mentally. They're usually pretty fucked up. That's kind of what's wrong. There's They're there because they've got some issues. So the women don't understand it. And the producers just let them try to navigate it and figure it out. But really, they should they should have sat the cast down and said, look, this is a matter of life and death. You know, most domestic violence situations end in murder-suicide. I said trigger warning, okay? I warned, I said, because it's dark. And they just let this be a storyline. And then, and then, at the reunion... Oh, my God. Andy. Andy's so wrong. It's like this isn't just another package to cut to. This is heavy. And at one point, Camille and Brandy at the reunion say something like, I ran into Russell and he said, everything isn't true. And so I don't know. So you're saying that you don't believe her the victim because Russell's always been, quote, nice to you and you can't see it. Okay. I would also like to point out production. Taylor in a scene. It's the scene where Taylor is asking Dana if she could just host something at her house because she can't handle the pressure of it. And that's when we get game night. And so Dana comes over to Taylor's and Taylor has her hair covering her eye and there is a big swollen black eye under that production can see it like she's clearly being abused and they let that be wrong they just they handled it so wrong i like it's amazing tv because you know kyle and kim and lisa vanderpump and cedric and just so many fun factors but then there's that then there's that. So bad. So, so, so bad. But anyway, enough about the classic problematic Bravo. Let's get into current problematic Bravo. Is it problem? I guess, yeah, there's, it's always problematic on Bravo. Let's start with Jersey. There was no Salt Lake City, as you know, duh. Jersey. I am still gathering my thoughts and my opinions on the whole situation. I am hesitant to pick a team because I I just sort of think everyone's wrong and I'm confused. It's kind of like picking who's more wrong or who's dumber. So, God, that sounds mean, but... You know, that's what we love about Jersey is that they're Jersey. They're Guidos. They're like Italian. They like, eh, they're not super deep. And so I'm just left a little confused. So from the top, the first thing I noticed was that when Dolores is at home with her kids talking about Frank moving in, A, I was very surprised 
I didn't realize that the kids never really lived with Frank growing up because when when I saw, when Dolores explained it like that, she's like, I took care of the kids by myself. And they do the flashback of Dolores giving him giving Frank shit. You know, she's like, yeah, I was taking care of these ones while you were driving around town with your hose hanging out. And I thought, okay, wait, this Frank sucks. I know that's a hot take, but Frank's Frank cheated on her left and right. And now he can't even finish building a damn house. And he's been dis he was disbarred for mishandling client funds or something. And he clearly doesn't have enough money to buy a house because he's got to move back into this house that he that he paid Dolores out for so many years ago. And I don't know. I got I just started to see Frank in a whole new light. I think we we love the characters these guys are. And I believe it was Queens of Bravo said that there is a fan favorite that's going to not have a great season. And I believe he was talking about Dolores. Because I, you know, now that the kids are back with her or they're back, you know, from college, they've graduated. I guess the rule that she said to them, go to college, get your degrees, get your education. And when you're ready to like go back into the world and get jobs and do something with it. You can live at home so you don't have to worry about rent, et cetera, which is very nice. But Frank is like, "Um, I'm down at the shore house with some chick and I can't bother to come up there and like finish building that house. But he's going to move into it. Of course, if he moves into it, it'll get finished. So that's the only plus of that. But getting seeing that dynamic of the kids and it's going to be interesting to actually see them all having their family meetings and stuff. Because I have a feeling I'm going to be seeing a side of Frank that I don't like. Because later when they go to... Well, I'll get there. I'll get there. First, we have to talk about the Jackie and Evan dinner. I went through this like range of emotions. So it starts like this. I go, God, this scene is so forced. Like they had such a bad season last year. So now they're giving us this like romantic, you know, remember how we met? We met, we got married, blah, blah, blah. They, I just felt very forced. Then when Evan orders food and she's like, I'm not having anything. I thought, oh, oh, we are going to have to pretend like we don't notice this eating disorder again. But then she admits it and talks about it. And then you see Evan clearly loves her so much. And I said, Emily, you are being such a bitch in the beginning, but you were wrong. I was wrong. Oh my God. This was heartbreaking. And it made me think about Jules on Roni and how horribly handled it was by Carol and Bethany, but Carol, Carol was really bad in front of, in front of Jules. Jules is She's sitting across from Carol, but Carol is talking to Dorinda, who's next to Jules. So literally right there, she says to Dorinda, she goes, it's hard to watch her eat. Get some sensitivity training. Okay, bravo. They flash back to like when they first met in college Oh my God, Evan is like this hot shirtless guy. He's like lifting a keg. I'm like, good Lord. And then Jackie's old face. Jackie, her first season to now, she has done way too much filler. 
It's a bummer because we've seen, like, Kyle looks amazing. I don't think Kyle even gets fillers, to be honest. I think Kyle does not do fillers. She's just Botox. Fillers are a dangerous, tricky route to be very, very careful. I feel like once you start to get fillers, you see your face different and think, like, hold on, I just need a little more here. Because, like, the women on Miami, same problem. But anyway, back to the most important part, which is her having this open conversation about how she's so ritualistic with her food. And when she says, I'm hungry all the time, I thought, I, I can't imagine. But then I thought, wait a minute. <laughs> yes, I can. I have, and I'm just going to be very, very candid right now. I have binge eating disorder. And it took me a very long time to admit that it was an eating disorder. It was just easier to call it like no willpower. But I have had, I mean, I'm in my later 30s and I can just tell my body is like, we can't really keep doing this, honey. Your internal organs can't handle it. So, um... I've been studying up and reading about how to handle it and in a book I'll I'll report back if it's if it's really helping. It's sort of helping. Um but eating disorders are no joke and it's very hard to admit that you have that problem. I don't know what it's like to deal with hunger and be hungry but not eat because my issue is like if I feel hunger I have actual like anxiety that I need to eat. Um, and then with binge eating, it's more like deprive, binge, deprive, binge, as where with what she does, it's just complete deprivation. Um, but what kills her is that her kids are noticing. That's what breaks her down. Oh my God. So brutal. And that they, cause you know, kids are so innocent. So they so innocently say, why does mom eat the same meal every single day? And that's, Oh, but wait, that remained, that made me think about, uh, did you see, there was something that came out that Victoria Beckham has only, has eaten the same exact meal every single day for like the last, the entire time she's been married to David Beckham. Fish and steamed vegetables. I heard that on SUP, Sexy Unique Podcast. I'm sure you've listened to it. If you're listening to me, you've probably listened to that. Carrie, who's often a guest uh, on that podcast, said that's an eating disorder. And so then when hearing, circling back, here I am, I've circled here, circling back to this, when her kids are noticing she eats the same meal, I thought, okay, so it, it is an eating disorder. If you are so controlled with your food that you cannot eat anything else, yeah, that's what it is. Huge. She admits she needs help. And Evan is just a sexy, sexy, sexy man. He's like, babe, whatever you need. And I'm like, go fuck right now. Oh my God. All right. Once again, we have another scene in Jersey. The scene with Louie and the Gorgas and the Judices. We start this scene and I'm like, um, Louis' positivity is actually a red flag because I've known people like that. They like weaponize self-help stuff and they're like too like 
guru-y and not really rooted in reality. And sometimes it's like a manipulation tactic, um, overcompensating for something dark. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I was like, uh-oh, this guy won't shut up about like intentions and blah, blah, blah. And then they... Then he like explains to them what he's pl- what he wants them to do. You know, put some intentions down. What do you want to let go of, etc. How does this work with Teresa, though? You know, because as I spoke about last week, Teresa is literally incapable of seeing her faults, and I'm jealous of that because she's she's walking around here like I'm great. I'm amazing. No, I didn't. No, I didn't do anything wrong when I brought up a rumor. Okay. I brought up a rumor very different. I don't, I don't see it. Now, how does that mentality work with Louis, who's clearly all about that inner growth and evolution and improvement? How does that work with Teresa? Does he know she has these faults and he's like trying to get her to admit it? Or is he like, yeah, no, that's I believe that this is the Teresa that she doesn't do anything wrong. It's like, has he watched the show? Um, Because even even in this little exercise. Teresa manages to turn what Melissa is saying into something bad. So. It gets to Melissa, and I know I came hard for Melissa on my on Instagram saying that she hasn't contributed much, uh, and I stand by that, but she was a good sport in this scene and actually was willing to play the game and listen, and she was very comforting, and I was like, oh, she's a fun aunt. Like, she's not, she cares and she loves family. Like, that is clear to me. So when she goes, she says that she wants to see each other more. And Teresa goes, oh, so then that, so you should have been inviting us over to your house. What? So do you see what I'm saying? Like, Louie doesn't go, okay, Teresa, what? So clearly you need to let go of some judgment and some issues. But then she'll be like, what? What? I, no, I'm just saying. So it's like pointless. It just, I'm going to need to get a better understanding of how this works. And then Joe, he goes, and he walks right into it. It was so weird that he didn't see what he was doing. But I guess this is Jersey we're talking about. And they're just not, I'm going to say, they're just not the sharpest tools in the shed. And that is why we love them. But Joe is like, who holds grudges in a family? That's ridiculous. I mean, really, who holds a grudge? I'm like, oh my god, why are you why are you slowly opening the door for Melania to walk right in and be like, really? From the guy that can't let go of the shit my dad has done? Now listen, I'm actually not I'm not against Joe for having his feelings. He just doesn't know how to express them right or whatever I'm trying to say, but I I get Joe's frustrations because Teresa never stands up for Joe ever. But yet is ex- she expects a whole lot of loyalty and support on the flip. So I do understand. However, when you are sitting in front of the niece that is actively upset of this, about the stuff you've said about her father, ex-nay on the who holds a grudge, eh? 
because you do. Rightfully so, but you do. So, of course, Melania is like, um, <laughs> okay. And her thing is that she does not like, she's like, who yells at someone like that? I've never seen that before. And I wanted to be like, have you met your dad? Um, your dad has been disgusting to a lot of people a lot of times. So, but anyway, it's, it was, it was hard for her to hear that come out of Joe's mouth. I just think we're in a really tricky position because they want to stay on the show. They, their mom needs the money. And they're not firing Melissa and Joe. Joe, Melissa and Joe are there. They're not leaving. And the girls are now filming too. So unfortunately, it's a reality show. And we kind of demand them be open and honest about what's going on in their lives. So for them to say you're cutting off all conversations about it, it's tough because most likely things are going to come up. Maybe not. We've got Louie now. So maybe... That will distract us from needing to talk about Joe. But Joe Judice needs to keep his mouth out of the press because then they're going to talk about it. It's like he can't he can't be allowed to go run his mouth and Joe and Melissa just take it. It makes me so mad, the hypocrisy of this family. It's like Joe Judice can do literally anything. I'm not a, I'm not a Joe and Melissa apologist. I'm just looking at the situation and the situation has frustrated me forever and continues to frustrate me. However, I do want Joe Judice and like Teresa drama to stay out of Melissa and Gorga's storyline because I need to see what Melissa does. Because girl, if you come up with another shitty fake storyline again, please be fired. But they love them so much. They love Melissa and Joe so, so much. So, hmm, anyway, let's get just, let's just skip to now this pathetic frat party. This was the most sparse, empty, sad looking party we've seen on Housewives in a while. Like, guys, what are we doing? What? The, no decor? Like, if you're going to, like, there should be some sort of decor to let us know what theme it is. Instead, it's just like, here's it. I mean, I guess it's more accurate, but like, here's a big empty space with a pool table and a couple tall bar tables and then a bar and like some ice sculpture that Louis sent. So it wouldn't have even been there. Okay. This is a mess. Jackie cannot throw parties, clearly. It's just not her forte, and that's okay. But she wanted she wanted a party. She's like, look, it's I got to get one because I had a really rough season last year, so I get a party. And um, I got to say, the first thing I'm really upset about is Dolores' ponytail. What the hell? Listen, I love a good ponytail. Did no brush it. It was like the ponytail you throw up when you're like in a really, like you just need to get your hair out of your face really quick. Not the final choice for filming. I was furious. I just kept staring at it because there was like a part with a, with like a bump coming out of it. I'm like, someone help her out. 
But I got to tell you guys, Margaret looks deranged. She looks way too happy about all of this. And she has no sensitivity about it. Like, I get that she's the, she doesn't have any sensitivity towards Jen, but it she to me she's not coming across as like she, if she's justified or not. I'm still figuring that out, but I, I'm she looks mean. And to be fair, Teresa looked mean too when she did it. But Teresa's now I know people are going to get mad at me, but Teresa's dim-witted. So there's only so many layers of the meanness. With Marge, she's she goes a little deeper. She's a little smarter. So it's like more vicious and conniving. And it's just reading really uncomfortable for me. It's like I'm, I know I am. OK, let's just get into the whole my, my, my difficult time theorizing my thoughts on this. I'm just having such a hard time figuring out. Uh what's right and what's wrong so with jen does like did, she didn't think people knew about the affair i guess because like she's shocked this is getting brought up but this is housewives of course this is getting brought up people that's all housewives do is try to get the skeletons out of the closets so she seems so blown away by it and it made me realize that she has been very sheltered. So she might have truly thought no one knew about it. If you're going to be a spitfire like she is, and I know I know that Jen wants to say she only retaliates, but that's not always true. I watched her first season again recently and I was like, God, she was horrible. So she's not totally innocent. She's antagonistic. She comes back and she's good at it, which is going to leave you open to retaliation. But um, why is she so shocked this happened? So anyway, Dolores, like something's happened to Dolores. She's she's always been pretty pretty simple when it comes to if you disrespect her, she'll she'll just go from zero to a hundred, which is what she's going to do with. Jackie. So with this fight, Jackie wasn't wrong to say to Jen, and I don't know why Jackie is being so nice to Jen, but she wasn't wrong to say, hey, look, Dolores is not, you know, really being your friend right now. Like she's not being the friend you need. And Dolores is absolutely playing both sides. And I don't know if Marge was just trying to make Jen feel worse by being like, well, you're more my friend. Or if that, I don't know how true or how not true that is. Apparently it is because I feel like I've seen Dolores with Margaret on Instagram more than I've seen Dolores with Jen. Um, so it probably is true that they're closer. But um, once Dolores realizes that Jackie thinks she can say anything about Dolores that isn't glowing... Dolores has to, because this is Dolores's thing, she's got to let Jackie know she can't do that. So she's got to insult her. She knows she she knows how to do it. She's tough and she's good at it. And then Jackie, she has to defend and she has to stick up for herself or else Dolores is going to see her as a weak opponent and she will come for her 
all season. Jackie knows that she ha- in this moment right now, she has to let Dolores know, don't call me this. And Dolores has to let Jackie know, what are you going to fucking do about it? I love how Joe, as- I mean, it's editing, obviously, but he sees that he goes, Frank, Dolores, go now. Like, go, go. Like, Dolores must have done some shit in her youth because everyone equally gets terrified. Teresa's pulled Dolores off of off of Danielle. And Frank didn't miss a beat. He just starts immediately walking over there. He's like, I got it. It looks like Dolores is just going to walk away. It's not going to actually get physical, which is good. We don't really want it to get physical, but we want it to, like, go there almost. You know, because then once it goes there, although on Jersey, the Jersey is the most violent of all the franchises. No doubt about it. Every single season, there's a physical altercation and we just accept it. And not once has Andy ever said, Bravo doesn't condone violence. He's never said that once. So we all we already know the the injustice and <laughs> And unfairness of Bravo when it comes to that. So, but anyway, we don't really want them to hit each other, but we want them to we want them to get face to face like they did. And I'm not really taking. I mean, if you really want me to go off of like who's right and who's wrong, Dolores is wrong because she's she is playing both sides and she isn't being more of a friend to Jen uh, than to Margaret. She's being more of a friend to Margaret than to Jen. And so Jackie was truly just saying something nice. However, Dolores had to stand up for herself. That's just the rules of Dolores and of Jersey in general. And we needed Jackie to stand up. She's tough. Jackie is tough. Always has been. But she seemed more, I mean, we know why, but she seemed more broken and hurt last season and was more emotional. Um which we all understand. I do at least. Like it's it's a it's it's an insane thing to experience. Like Teresa was just willing to say this bullshit and possibly <laughs> destroy a family. Like Teresa did do that. And then say something like if you if you were strong it wouldn't matter. If it, if your marriage is good it wouldn't matter. People said stuff about Joe all the time, which is true. That is fair. And Teresa did that blank stare and was like, no, it's not true. Even though people were like, we know it's true. She's like, no, I, it's not true. So Jersey is just a bit of a mess right now, which is good. It's, it's good, but it's like everything feels like it's being just like shaken. It's just, there's no rhyme or reason to it right now. We don't know where it's going to land. Lots of stuff is happening. Lots of earthquake. Like it's a big earthquake right now. And we haven't seen how it's going to settle. We haven't even gotten to the Louie stuff. Oh my God. Marge, I feel like Marge is leaning into a villain role. I feel, excuse me. I feel like maybe at that reunion, she realized, like, okay, you want to fucking play dirty? Got it. Watch out. Because remember in the in the preview or the trailer for this season, when Jackie says to, Dol- to Dolores, you do not want Margaret as your enemy. And, uh, oh, yeah, we can see that now. The bitch goes diabolical. So 
she's just leaning into it. She's coming in on the offense this season. It's great TV, and it's great to see someone stand up to Teresa because Melissa can't. Dolores won't go too far. We have to remember something about Dolores, and I know people say that she plays, she's playing both sides. Dolores has always had to play both sides. She has been in Jersey with, remember she went and walked in Kim D's fashion show because it was for some charity thing that she was giving back to. She has had to be in the middle of these wars for her whole life. So she knows all the players. She used to say, I'm very familiar with this part of the zoo. And I thought that was a very clever line because it's true. She's like, I'm born and raised here. This is what I've done. I know that Teresa can be wrong, but it's Teresa. And if you've ever had a friend for so, 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 so many years, you know they're not perfect and you just deal with it. And someone's got to love them. Teresa's got a good friend in Dolores. Does Jen have a good friend in Dolores? Mm, I don't think so. And I think it's as simple as Dolores and Margaret do hang out. I've seen them all over Instagram. They've gone to multiple events together. And Joe, Margaret's husband, loves Dolores. And it's like accepted, right? So yeah, they're closer. And Jen seems to kind of do her own thing and just be with her family when they don't film. So I, I, I think that there's not as much history with Jen. Jen does some stuff, too, that Dolores has been not so happy with, outwardly said so. So, um, yeah, we shall see. I'm not Team Jen or Team Marge because I'm just still confused. I'm like, Jen, how did you not see this coming? But Marge, did you really need to do this? And do you need to be so damn happy about it? Let's move it along now. Let's go to the Real Housewives of Miami. Okay, so I, I'm i going to say something about Miami that it kind of pains me to say it, but we are getting too many filler scenes. They're lingering on scenes too much. Um, and maybe it's just that these women aren't showing us enough which I actually maybe that's it hmm. that's actually a good point because Nicole doesn't have any real drama besides her dad and we only got one tiny scene there and let's see Adriana and Julia have their moment hmm what are we getting I guess so okay so it may be content it may be that we're just not getting enough interesting content from these women because this whole episode felt like filler um, until we got to the bachelorette party and god I guess okay maybe they are giving a scene sorry I'm like thinking through this in my head and I'm trying to figure out why I've been bored the last two weeks and I'm going to guess that it is because I've, I've given Peacock a lot of passes. I've been like overly generous, if you ask me. But again, we've got an episode full of scenes that we don't necessarily need or they're, they go on too long. It maybe seems like we keep we keep teasing, you know, the 
next time on, the tease is always this one big scene and every episode we have to wait an entire episode full of kind of nothing to get there. So we'll see how the reunion is. Uh, But Andy sort of made it seem like it was a good, healthy reunion. I don't know. I was really loving it, but I've been I've been bored. I'm going to be honest. I'm sorry. Um, So, okay, let's they're going to plan. They're planning the bachelorette party. The fucking blowjob class. Can they stop suggesting that the stupid blowjob class? Remember when Brandy suggested that? on um, Beverly Hills and her like first season as a housewife and planning a party blowjob class. Um, But at this, at this little planning event, Adriana tells Marisol that she had, she'd hung out with Nicole and Nicole is done. She's like, this is, she's a horrible person, but Adriana gives Marisol the advice of, You need to sit down and have a conversation. Now, you see, this line, this advice is the worst advice, but it's the same advice everyone gives every housewife on every franchise at least 10 times an episode. If there is ever a conflict, it is verbatim that they will say, I think you two just need to sit down and talk it out. You two need to talk and just sit down and work it out. It's literally... 10 times an episode on any franchise. So, of course, Adriana says that, even though we all know that's not really a solution, but whatever. Then Nicole and Lisa go to lunch, and they cut away to a confessional look of Nicole's, and she has been all hitting the marks for me, but this makeup look was horrendous. She had dark eyeliner-y eyes, not smoky, but like, like a line and a line on a line on top and a line on bottom and then a big red lip it was like clown makeup it was like when you are gonna do a play in high school and like one of the moms does your makeup and it's like way too much and it looks ridiculous in person but like I guess on stage it looks okay it was bad but now she's talking to Lisa and It hit me that she's taking it too seriously with Marisol. She's she's done. Like, she's like, I'm done. She's despicable. And if you're going to be a housewife, you've got to learn to accept abuse from someone because it makes good TV and move on. And I know she's new to this, so it's it's easier said than done. I don't think I could do it. But um it continues throughout the episode, too. Um, Alexi and Todd go to their venue. He loves her. It They have a very sexy dynamic, and they feel very meant to be. Adriana and Julia have their dinner about having empty nest syndrome and missing their kids, and they cry about that, and that's why they need girlfriends now more than ever. Then... Larsa goes house hunting, and this house that they show is beyond. And her son has the audacity to say, I'm used to a bigger backyard, but it's okay. 
the wealth disparity is way too much in this country, okay? It's just, it's not fair. Uh, the next scene with Alexia and Peter, I'm sorry, I'm just kind of going through them quickly because they're all fucking filler scenes until we get to the bachelorette party. And even that is full of so many filler scenes. Sorry, calm down. Um, Alexia and Peter have a conversation and Peter says he doesn't need therapy because he talks to his grandma who is sick and dying. Um, he even says, I feel like I'm healed. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, okay. So the bachelorette party is at the Versace mansion. And um, hi, living for Marisol talking about how she had been to parties there and they were showing vintage pictures of her with Madonna, J-Lo, Cher. She says nobody can throw a party like Donatella. I mean, chic. It's Miami chic, right? But then, speaking of not chic, what the fuck, Lisa, when she jumps on the piñata? But Marisol handles it so funny. She's like, that's just Lisa. She's like, you can't keep her under control. She's like, oh, something shining over here. She's all over the place. She should not be in charge of anything. Fair. Um, everyone's arriving now, and... Alexia just gets to throw. She's like, when she arrives, she's like, I'm obsessed with Versace. Then they show her story is insane. She goes, I met Obama once and he loved my dress. And he's like, you look too good. You'll be in the middle. So then they flash a picture of Obama, Alexia and Alexia's late husband. What's his name again? Why did I just forget it? Sherman, Herman. Oh, my God. It'll come back to me. Wow. Emily. Um, I mean, just iconic like just casually drops that on her laps there you go here's a picture of me in a beautiful sexy red versace dress and obama i'm gonna be really shady though this mansion is just silly like it's tacky and silly i'm not really impressed by the rooms like when they show them like they do the reveal they do that on all housewives when they show they're like "Ooh, this room i'm like oh god it's like a I mean, listen, it's so much fun. It's so perfect for them. But it is silly. It's silly. Okay, Nicole, again, she's like, I'm done with Marisol. And what she did, it was cattiness, vengefulness. What she did was malicious. And I'm not going to get over it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Not the way to do it. I, I would never go on Housewives because I don't have thick enough skin. But you got to have that thick skin. You just do. Alexia drops the bomb on us that her mom has COVID and you know I blame Peter for that. You know I do. Peter gave her COVID. Mm-mm. So, okay, now they're going to sit down to dinner and I really liked Alexia, uh, Lisa giving Alexia this awesome toast. She's like, you do everything right. You're always, you don't complain. She's like, even though I complain sometimes. This is the difference with Nicole. So Lisa has a long-standing friendship with these people, so I know Nicole does not. But Lisa was just as mad at Alexia. Lisa got into it with Alexia, but they're friends and you move on. Granted, what Marisol did was shady and ridiculous. But let's just kind of let it go, I guess. However, there's not enough history for her to let it go because – 
as I'm about to say this, Lisa, like, she finishes the toast and tees up the group to get into it. She's like, let's just bring everything to the surface and resolve everything and talk about all of our problems so we can move on. And that is just, you know, an open door for drama. And so Marisol confronts Nicole by saying, like, everyone's coming to me saying that you're complaining and you're upset. Uh, But like, you know, I don't care. We talked in the we talked in the Hamptons. And and then Lisa's uh, I'm sorry. Nicole is like, yeah, you walked away. And Marisol's like, because I was done with the conversation. And they go back and forth. And Nicole wins everything in this scene because she literally is like uh marisol you're delusional if you think i care darling and marisol's like they're the ones telling me to talk to you like that we should talk and she's like i don't care i literally don't care so then marisol's like i don't care okay i don't even care either it's like in a nutshell what happens um julia's makeup oh my god she gets up to she gets up to do her portion of the table contribution she's like you know she's gonna say larsa is the one i don't connect with um but i couldn't really hear her at first because she she has for her eyeshadow tonight she's got this like green and blue thing happening and if you don't know what fallout is fallout is when you're applying uh eyeshadow to your top lid and little flakes of the pigment like little like tiny it's just like a dusting of that eyeshadow gets under your eye so a lot of the time you'll see people put like a little i'm like doing it as if you can see they put a little tissue when they apply eyeshadow because then the fallout will get on that well no one told julia that so she has a green and bluish under eye area that is distracting me but she tells adriana the one person i mean not sorry she tells uh larsa that the one person she can't connect with is her so of course larsa is like um of course she's saying that because adriana's her best friend and gets defensive like she's completely defensive and bitchy and it's it's very kind of typical housewives behavior typical like kardashian behavior that instead instead of larsa being like oh my god when i said the whole out of wedlock thing i'm sorry if that offended you instead of saying that she uh is like well sorry i was there by your side holding your hair back rubbing your back and i'm like oh did they edit that footage out because no you wasn't and and then she's like adriana wanted to give you xanax Now, I would like to circle back to this whole thing, okay? Xanax in Julia's condition would have been the perfect thing to give her because she could have fallen asleep. I know she's going to try and claim that she didn't have food, uh, alcohol poisoning, but we all know she did, okay? She had alcohol poisoning. So she was like kind of getting herself scared I just, I, if it comes to over partying, I've been there. Okay. I've been up for like a day and a half on ecstasy and like hallucinating. Trust me, Xanax, it's your friend at that point. However, I feel like the, the paramedic guys had like took vitals and it was like scary, her vitals. Um, but the fact that this woman won't admit that she had alcohol poisoning is ridiculous. 
But anyway, back to Adriana and Larsa, because as soon as as soon as Larsa says Adriana wanted to give you Xanax, uh, Adriana starts breathing down her neck and is like, how dare you go below the belt? And I, w- I was waiting for the big wannabe Kardashian line. But instead, she said, you came here as Kim Kardashian's minion. And then they do that music. They were like, oh, my God, <gasps> everyone looks and they're like, next week. How the fuck did you not? You had me watching so many scenes of other things that aren't vital. Get me there already. Finish this. This should have been, they should have wrapped this dinner up and had another day in this episode. They need to to get it together because I just did this recap uh, reluctantly and resentfully. Okay. Um, All right. I'm I'm actually like mad that I even recapped that. I may even like delete this out. No, I won't. You guys want to hear it. But let me know. Like message me. Let me know your thoughts on Miami because I'm feeling very annoyed. I it's it's ending like they could have made it a shorter season and given us more in each episode because now it feels like they are literally just filling time because they were slated for X amount and they didn't really have the content. And that just makes me mad. Okay. Anyway, okay, let's get into a show that doesn't make me mad, that actually brought me tears of joy, and that is Summer House. I brought in my good old friend Pia to chat about this last episode, and I hope you love it, and okay, that's it. Just listen, okay? Everybody, you know her. You love her. She squeezed me in last minute. Pia. She's back. She's back, baby. Oh, I'm back with the vengeance. <laughs> I missed you last week. I was, it was so weird editing without having your voice in my head. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so today with Pia, I really wanted to pick her brain about Summer House because it was a very poignant episode. It was yeah. definitely the the most... Uh, sensitively handled and properly handled uh, conversation we've seen about race and the exclusions and the differences and all of those things on any Bravo show, because let's, let's think we've had Southern charm (laughs) when Catherine with the monkey emoji and her fighting back and forth with that person, the the guys didn't even want to get involved. Yeah. Very defensive. Yeah. Very and defensive. Anything on any of the housewives, uh, like Ramona on Roni. Mm. I can't mm. even think of anything else. But this was so well done, in my opinion. But I'm interested because in case the listeners didn't know, Pia is a beautiful black woman. And I am oh. very curious to to get your thoughts. So I'll take us through the recap. Okay. And then we will get to the good stuff. I found Amazing. I found this episode to be like it could have. I guess they gave us more fillers, but then then I thought about it. I'm like, no, I guess we needed all of those scenes because like Lindsay not inviting Maya. Mm-hmm. Though I think it was the way Lindsay did it. Like she was drunk and was like one track minded, and so she was like, no. Like she just seemed so dismissive. And if you don't have like, they're all friends in the house. So when you have like a shorthand with friends, you can be kind of rude sometimes if you need to be. Oh, and they're not going to take it personally, you know, but I'm the queen too. of that. I'm the queen of that. <laughs> the queen of being rude. Yeah. To my friends, but they like, but they love but it. They love it because they're also like that too. So yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it was like Lindsay was just being too familiar. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and Maya, which I understood completely took it personal. Yeah. Um, I can see both sides of it completely. Um, yeah. <laughs> when Lindsay, though, when they got back from the party, it was like the perfect end. They come back and Danielle is eating and Lindsay's crying. God. But Danielle has like no patience for it. Danielle's like, I can't do another. Like, she's like, you're crying. And she just says, let's sleep it off and we'll deal with this tomorrow. And that's the rudeness coming in. And it's not it's not yes. we say rude, but it's not rude. It's 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 a familiarity with your friends. So like, yes, you might be like, oh, Danielle, it's not like your friend is crying or you don't you don't care. You just want to sleep it off. It's like I've been seeing this girl cry a million times. She'll be fine in the morning. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I know how to handle her. Put her to bed like she's like crying into whatever food she was eating. <laughs> She's like, we've done this. Let's not. We're not going to go too far. Right. I also love that the guy she goes, he said, I can't handle you. Like, <laughs> this is not the first time Lindsay's heard this. <laughs> this is so interesting, though, Pia, because we know that she has this happy ending with Carl. Yes. And it's like a beautiful the, watch. This is like literally this is literally the plot of a romantic comedy. OK, you have yeah. the girl who just wants to find love, who's finding it in all the wrong places, who's having bad date after bad date after heartbreak after heartbreak. Carl is there all along, but he had to have his own like revel like revolutionary hero type story. They're almost like both in a romantic comedy where they're both the protagonist, depending on how you want to look at it. Like they yes. both their their stories alone could be like okay it's a story it's a story about carl eventually trying yeah. to find love and same thing with Lindsay. yes no i agree with that 100 percent. yes it's like a parallel but it's amazing because i i do think that they both had to have like their separate main character moment journey yes and now they are both in the mental space to be able to come together for that perfect rom-com ending right and I, I didn't it. I didn't see on Watch What Happens Live when when Lindsay and Danielle were on. Uh, Andy asked about he's like, what about your drinking, Lindsay? Like, how has it been at all difficult for, you know, navigating your relationship with Carl? Right. And she's like, I actually haven't had a drink in two months. I think that's so beautiful. And <sighs> um, there was a moment a couple of episodes ago. It was a very brief moment. It didn't wasn't something that they even lingered on. It just happened and I don't know if anybody else caught it, but when Lindsay was just in Carl's room, as she usually is uh, talking about whatever, she has a drink in her hand and she puts it on his nightstand and she catches herself and she asks him very quickly, like, is this OK? Um, and he, of course, he, sa he says, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good around people drinking. And she said, OK, and then continued. Yep. And that was the moment I realized that Lindsay could be with because she does drink. Um, and she has to have a good time and we do see her wild. And that was the moment I it was like, okay, she could be with somebody who doesn't drink and be caring and, uh, and considerate. Unlike who we've talked about in the past on another Bravo show, Vanderpump Rules, when Sheena was married to Shay. It's, it's, We're still and, not and, over it. We're still. And that's the difference. I'll never forgive Sheena for that. Yeah, that's, that, that's the difference. Then in the morning, Andrea with this coffee. <laughs> God. <laughs> 
It's it's almost obnoxious now, though. It's like, OK, like he carries up these two full coffees for Sierra and for Paige every single day. Yeah, it's just getting to me. I'm like, I, it was so cute at first, but this is ridiculous. They don't need any more coddling. And poor Maya, he obviously didn't know she was in there. And it just piled on to what she was already feeling. Yeah. So that's the first example. One of the first, I think, examples of that particular episode where we see the I, I I will say the unintentional um, what's the word I'm looking for exclusion mm-hmm. of Maya. To be fair, it is technically Paige and Sierra's room. So like, why would you think that she's in there? Yeah, no, it's it was an innocent thing, but it's like she had so many other feelings. Yeah, that yeah, played yeah. into it, it that we understand why she let it spiral one, her. I one million percent. And yeah, no. Let's keep going with the recap because I have so many things to say. Okay. <laughs> um, beach day. And then like, let's, so then, then we get to beach day and Andrea's like Lexi over here. Oh, and she's God. like, I'm Pro- Maya. And then he, she's just crushed by it. But Andrea doesn't, this is like the second time we've seen Andrea do something so stupid and be like, what the, like when he, when he pushed that girl in the pool. It's like, yeah, you don't don't push someone in the pool. That's not in the pool. Like they'll like that. Yeah, no, that was no one. Everyone knows not to do that. It's like not a funny joke anymore, mostly because of the time we all have electronics on us back in like the 90s. I will say it was the last decade where maybe pushing someone in the pool would be funny because we didn't carry computers in our pockets. But uh, yeah, we all know like "Mm, we don't do that anymore. Mm -mm. And also with hair extensions, eyelash extensions. Like Like these people were planning on being on camera. So they came camera ready. Yeah, like so it's just we're in a time of time of or day and age where when women go to pool parties, most likely they're (laughs) not getting in the pool. (laughs) So true. Respect that. And so then he's like, oh, I called her Lexi. It was an honest mistake. That was my ex-girlfriend. And this just like piles on to Maya. And I because I don't really love Sierra. I don't connect with her, but I thought she came through. I was this was the most impressed I've been with Sierra um, because I grapple with that, too. I was I'll do a tire. I was rooting for you. Like, I really wanted to like Sierra. And I did in the beginning, but. Uh, she quickly became someone that I, I didn't like because she just seems very catty. Yeah. However, she she recognized and felt even though like Sierra never expressed any of those feelings in her first season, like she never once said, I feel left out or anything. So I was worried that Maya wouldn't even have her. But but Sierra was like, no, no, I fully get it. Cried with her. They had a yeah. beautiful moment on the beach. And I thought that Paige and Amanda were actually really sweet when they yes. both came back from that conversation. Oh, Paige yes. was like, Paige was like leaning down by her knees and she was like, Paige was something? the Paige and Kyle, I would say for me, um, were the MVPs of, uh, al- I guess, allyship of <laughs> th- this episode. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Okay. This was the saddest dinner, though, when Kyle and Amanda go out to dinner. And I'm yes. like, he, he couldn't even name the last time he got her a gift. She goes, when's the last time you got me a gift? And it seemed like they were purposely extending it, like the editors were extending it. But he couldn't even answer that and asks her, what's the last gift I got you? 
which is actually a very good. Hey, what is you tell me? (laughs) But then she's like, I want a dog. And he's like, oh, no, you really want a dog because I can't make you happy myself. And I thought, wow, this is a broken relationship. She wants a dog because dogs are awesome and they they really warm your heart and your life. And they love you unconditionally. Yeah. And so give her a dog. But he's like, I know, but he's like, he's almost going to be jealous of the dog, I feel. See, I didn't take it as he would be jealous of the dog. I also like kind of, I don't know if he, I think that he does find Amanda pretty lazy, especially because she, he works with her and he sees how she will be very excited about something and then not excited about something. And from personal experience of raising a eight week old puppy in the pan, in a pandemic, like it's a lot of work and oftentimes like in a relationship, one partner has to take more responsibility. And my amazing boyfriend has been the person to, I was the one who wanted the dog. And I, he, he picks up the slack a lot. And if I, if he wasn't doing it, like, I don't know how I could do it. Oh, wow. So you're like, you truly think, think he's going, Oh, you're going to get this dog and I'm going to have to take care of it. Yeah. And I do think that I, and from the way that we've seen her, I could easily see that happening. Not that that she wouldn't be a good dog mommy and all that stuff. Yeah. Cause she fostered like eight dogs at once. Yeah. But it's, it's just it's a forever dog. Like mm-hmm. there's a difference of knowing a timeline. Like you, you're going to get to these dogs are going to go away and this dog is forever. You're like, you have to train the dog and they like, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And you can't like, it's a lot. You brought a different perspective to that for me. Cause I was like, give her a dog. <laughs> I mean, yes, give her a dog, but, um, you know, I can, I could see why maybe he wasn't as thrilled about the idea. Cause it is a lot of work. It is. This is very true. Dogs are a lot of work. I have cats. Dogs are a lot of work. Cats. Yeah. Cats are a little easier. Cats are so much easier. <laughs> um, okay. While that dinner's happening though, they're back at the house and having like a, you know, a house dinner and it's just watching Maya it's like anything will, anything is going to hurt her feelings at this point. And so she's baking cookies and Luke, Luke, who actually seems to be really trying to include her, but she kind of can't see it because she already feels the way she feels Yeah, so asking about the cookies. And so she goes inside to like put them in the oven, but then they start playing this game of like, tell us, tell someone across from you something nice. Yeah. And so she's like missing out on something that's very bonding and kind. And so she comes out, she even admits, she's like, I got FOMO. I had to come out here, but she can't like, she just can't connect to the group. It's like, mm-hmm. once you get that, that feeling, I really, I don't, it's really hard to break out of it. You almost have to like cry to the group. Yeah. Like everything you see, everything is even more magnified. Not that it it's not happening. I'm not trying to say that uh, diminish her experience, but it, be, when it start when it happens so many times now, you, now everything, like everything is being picked up. Everything. Everything. And she's feeling it. And it's like, so she cannot snap out of it. Like they're done with the dinner and she's in page page and Sierra's bed crying. Yeah. Sierra really is showing up for her. She's like hugging her and holding her and not make, let, not letting her feel bad for her feelings or weird for her feelings. Yeah. Page or, or like trying to make her say like uh, do a thing where like try harder like nothing none of, none of that thing 
none of that. None of that. None of none of the basic two. Like it'll be okay. I hate when people say that. When yeah, I'm it's upset. like maybe it won't be. And it's like shut up. Okay, <laughs> well, like it's not right now. That's what. That's why I'm upset. That's why I'm upset. I know it will be fine. Like in ten years. Yeah, like I'm not a child. Like I understand that. Like I can leave the situation and be okay. But yeah. like I'm in the situation. I would like to try to see if there's a way to fix the situation. So it's not okay. 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 But then. <laughs> And then just to like the cherry on top is fucking here comes Andrea coming in. And I loved Maya was just she's like, get out. He literally goes, can you get out and close the door? But then he goes to like grab Paige's little foot. I'm like, get the fuck out. I know. I felt her in that moment, too. I was like, this is like read the room, really read the room and get the hell out. And that is, I think that's Andrea's main problem is he doesn't quite know how to read a room. Yeah. That's where he gets like that awkward, like foreign Italian guy vibe going on. Yeah. So like, even though this woman who's clearly crying just said, can you please leave and close the door? He's like, let me still flirt with Paige's foot. It's like, get out. Yeah. Oh God. That was like, it was almost like a knife. I felt the knife <laughs> twisting. Yes. In Maya. It's like, you're the, it's almost like you want to be like, you're the reason why I'm crying. Get out. She had just said, she's like, you can't get my name right. I know your name. You can't get my name right. Yeah. Oh, God. So when, okay, so they all go out like they're, and Maya, I understood it. Like you have to be up for a club. And if you're not up for a club, it's like the worst and, place to be. And can you imagine, like, she's probably going through all the scenarios. Like they're going to be out. They're going to be all like linked up or like clicked up. Like it's uh, Danielle and uh, Lindsay and uh, Paige and Sierra and, and Andrea uh, and Andrea or and Amanda and Kyle or Amanda and the other group. Like she doesn't have that solid like person that you you need, yeah. especially for an introvert. Totally. And I relate because I don't love like when she was talking to Carl a few episodes ago about how she's like, you're the first one to go to bed. I'm usually the second one because yeah. I'm just I'm a homebody. I'm just. I'm like, same, which is why it's interesting. You ever say yes to a show like this, if that is your personality. And and that's another, that's a, a point that I want to make about her as well later. Yeah, okay, <laughs> we'll get there. Um, so Kyle and Amanda come back from their dinner and Amanda is just anything Kyle does. She's yeah. annoyed with. He like, mm-hmm. I don't even, I didn't, I couldn't tell if the camera was missing something, but she just kept being like, Kyle, oh, stop. Kyle. And I was like, isn't he just walking down a hall? I don't know what he was doing. Maybe he was like grabbing her and being cute, but she was She's, like, stop. She, don't, that, she hates him. She hates him. And you, like anything that he does is he breathes the wrong way. It's a problem. Like, yes, we can give fine. When he stayed out till 2 a.m., it's a triggering thing for you. That's one thing that we can kind of get. But every, no birthday present. Yeah, no birthday present. Every little thing he does bothers you, bothers you. Like and she's like, she's like, he, they're laying in bed. He's eating and he's starting to fall asleep. And she's like, you're not going to stay up with me for my birthday. Isn't this better than going out clubbing? And Kyle can't even get it out. He's like, uh, yeah, no, this is not better than clubbing. You nagging me in the bed, not having sex with me is not better than me being out and drinking with my friends. Yeah, it's, it's sorry, Amanda. No, no. And, yeah, like be fun. It'd be different if that, like, you guys are laughing and having a good time. I've had plenty of nights where staying in is more fun than yes. getting out. But you're not fun. You're not right having now. any fun. You hate him. <laughs> like his mere presence annoys you. And like, let's have a dance does. party. Let's do something like you just want to sit and eat baby bottle pops in bed. Yeah. Have sex, maybe. Like, Jesus Christ, they don't have yeah. sex anymore. Why don't you sprinkle that baby bottle pop powder 
on that D-I-C-K. I don't know. That's something to suck on. Maybe then he'll be like, <laughs> yeah, this is way better than going clubbing. Yeah. God. God, Amanda. A little moment when when the when everyone comes back, Lindsay takes her shoes off and then she's like standing over her shoes. She's like, you, I didn't even want to wear you because you're the worst. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Lindsay. I'm I have to say it. I am obsessed with her. I think she's hilarious. I get her. I do. I just get her. I because I've done that where you're like you you put on a pair of shoes and as soon as you like step out of the car, you're like, Oh, these are going to kill me. Yeah, I know. All night. I have such nice shoes and I don't wear most of them because I'm yep. like, these are going to hurt. I've mm-hmm. actually just recently bought um, numbing spray on Amazon. It's my new best friend. And now does it work? My- oh, yeah. You oh. spray them. So you just spray them all over your feet. Spray it's lab. Like, it's, yes, it looks like, like spray on- Yeah, like it looks like spray on deodorant and like, don't, don't be generous. Okay. I, put it, I put it every I want I want to get in every nook. And what is it? Your feet literally feel numb. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like, like I can feel my feet, but I can't, it's, it makes the process of wearing shoes or uncomfortable shoes much easier and much more bearable. Like, I don't feel like I need to take my shoes off. And I, I've been, I, I just, I discovered it on TikTok, which I discover everything on TikTok. Um, I know, right? And I, I have been a fan. It's been working. I that's good to know. Highly, my feet always hurt. Yeah, I can send you a link. I can send okay. you a link. Yeah, send me that link, and maybe I'll link it in the description for anyone yeah. listening who needs. It's who like needs ten bucks on cream. Amazon. It will come next day. God, I wish Amazon wasn't so great because I, I like I'm hate sorry. Jeff Bezos. But I do like, too. My but... life. I don't even go to CVS anymore. I just order it it's... on Amazon because it'll be here tomorrow. It's so convenient and I'm a person of convenience. Me too. Me too. It's just easier. I'm like, I don't need to go into a CVS when I can just be like on my phone. Boop, boop, boop. Add a cart. Okay. That hit of dopamine when a package comes. Oh, wow. And oh, by the way, I live now on top of an Amazon Fresh, which is the supermarket. Shut up. Yes. Literally, my building is on top of it. And so... I can go down to Amazon Fresh and shop for my groceries. And I just literally today made a return there. Shut up. You can make returns of anything. What? Of any Amazon that's, product. That's, that's like ma- that's large, major. small. It's, it's major. That's actually major because I frequent the UPS near me because I'm always like having to make that return. But if I could go hit two, kill two birds with one stone, like I'm going to go grocery shopping and return something and they will deliver my groceries. This sounds like an ad. I swear to God, it's not. Um, and (laughs) they will deliver my, my like groceries if it's over $30 in like same day. I feel like I might pull this and submit it to Amazon (laughs) and be like, I get at least 500 listeners on my podcast. Would I've, you like to add? I said I did. I plugged two items or two things on your podcast. And my friends tell me this, that I'm a walking commercial because I truly, if I like a product, I talk about it like I am in a commercial. It is, it's a weird, and I, and I, the, way, the way I'm describing it is if I'm reading a script or an ad <laughs> and I swear to God, I'm not. I just, that is it. something you actually do. I forgot, like 
ever since I've known you, you'll do that. Like if, if I'm like, oh, what's this mascara? You're like, okay, so it's this mascara. It actually goes on really smooth. You can apply, like you do, you go into all the talking points I one really, would for a sponsorship. Cause I want you to know the like <laughs> specs of the product. And I want you to know how much I genuinely enjoy it. Cause I want you to genuinely enjoy it. <laughs> It works. It's effective. <laughs> uh, okay. So in the morning, Craig, um, I like how, I like how Paige has, okay. So let me just, let me, let me back up real quick. So I, I've had girlfriends in my life that have said things like they had this guy that won't really commit and is like kind of being shady and difficult. And I've said to them, I go, look, I can absolutely coach you into how to get this person. Mm-hmm. But all you win is a shitty relationship. It's so true. So I can teach all the games to play because I have a master class in getting fucked up men to finally take their guards down and fall in love with me or whatever. All you get is a bad relationship. It's like you finally get them and you're like this dysfunctional, controlling asshole is now my boyfriend. So Paige was doing all the things that one would do to like that kind of what I'm describing. Like she lied about being on a date just to make him gel, which is brilliant. These are brilliant moves, but that's what's pulling him in. So he calls her at 8 a.m. on a Sunday Mm. and is like and is telling her that he's fighting with Kristen because she lied on Instagram. It's like, you can't lie. We fucked. I'm like, oh, he's going all the way like he is desperate in my opinion at this point, but it's going to work because she was doing that on purpose. She was just trying to like lure him in. Absolutely. And I've definitely played those games, but it, you know, whenever those situations end and you look back, you're like, why would you, were you working so hard to obtain something that you should never have had? Yeah. Although, so another Thing from watch what happens live with Danielle and Lindsay was they both agree that Craig and Paige are good together now. Uh, you know, and it's not that I don't think that they're uh, not good together. It's just, um, I don't know. Like, I think that, I think that they are good together and they look very cute. And from what I see online and on, did you read about the fact that they are talking about marriage? Like seriously, like they have a location of where they want to get married. They want to get married in the Bahamas. Craig wants to get married on the beach. Paige said no, but they will compromise that it's in the Bahamas and you can see the ocean. They are seriously looking like they're like, it's not just like, oh, we we, one day want to get married. No, like they're seriously. And they're they're in the talks of a a spinoff. Of course. Yeah, so- Bravo, Bravo does a spinoff for one housewife getting married. They have a crossover coupling getting married in the Bahamas. They're there. Yeah. So I, I would say I bet you by because we're, we're in 2022. I would say they'll be engaged by summer mm-hmm. and we will have a fall. Oh, you think it'll be that quick? You think it'll be this year? I think they'll be engaged this year. And I think that we'll have not. They, I think that the, we will have uh, a wedding in 2023. Yeah, I'm thinking 2023 also. Yeah. They'll have a nice, cute, long engagement and they'll take all the, I mean, they are a gold mine, honestly. Like the two of them hooking up, this is just good marketing and good PR. Yeah, so. and I think, I think, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure she'll wait to get married after Hannah because they're still friends and they still have, I the, thought, they have the giggly squad. Did I, maybe I re- misread something. I could have swore I saw there was a rumor that Hannah and Des broke up. Oh, they did? Oh, please. I I hope that I have never hoped for a demise of a relationship so bad. 
because they were they were so freaking annoying. Ugh. They were I, disgusting. They were so annoying. I I please tell me that's true. Yeah, I but honestly, I've only I only saw it once briefly and it would have been everywhere if it was confirmed. I would have seen in, in my yeah. my Instagram feed would have picked up. I would have seen it everywhere. Well, I'm going to try to find something because I'm I'm invested now in that. I mean, it's the it's the it's the relationship that no one would be surprised about ending. Well, it's it like, happened really fast. And I felt like he honestly, I felt like he only got with her for clout. Mm-hmm. I feel and like he's he, got he, a gross history of doing gross stuff. Well, so she I mean, we, too, we saw it on the show. It just and he was just so on when he was um, on the few episodes of Summer House last season. And I, I just I he just seems like a another Brock, someone who mm-hmm. wants a career booster using this person who clearly all she wants is love. Well, what that really backfired on him because his presence, I have a feeling that if they were to in, have invited Hannah back, she was like, okay, but Des has to be, Des has to be there. Oh yeah. No one and they were like, accept that. No I don't one. think you realize that we've gotten more viewer comments about how disgusting you two are than any, any other couple on. And it's else. not a disgusting where it's people are going to tune in to watch how disgusting you guys are. It's a no. disgusting where people would literally mm-hmm. not watch the season. It's yeah. Because, you know, there's that fine line of like, you can be a villain, but it, you can't be an, an unwatchable villain, which is That's what Ramona. very good point. Yeah, which is what Ramona turned into. That's why everyone's like, I won't watch New York if she's on it because it's it's no longer tolerable. Yes, you're right. It is a fine line. Kenya walks it all the time, in my opinion. Kenya walks it, but uh, she she is still she's still doing her job. I, I know. She's still, she is. She is. Believe and me, I, I wish I could like Kenya because it would be such a it would be so and much more enjoyable. I do not like Kenya, but I still don't think I've seen her do anything where I would be like, I need her off of the show. No, I I always understand and respect people who like Kenya. Portia's but- done more that she should she shouldn't even be on the show or oh no 100 percent had a spinoff 100 percent um but with kenya she, for me she just triggers me like she's so crazy even when she's having like her fun cute scenes she has this like demonic smile and she just seems like deranged i can't you know, i can't get on board i think that if she was on any other franchise like even i don't know maybe even potomac maybe i would agree with you on that but because she's on ATL and ATL has the best people with their clapbacks I don't like I don't fear for these people they will they I've seen Kenya and and um other people her go up against every person on that cast even Cynthia at some points everybody can hold their own so it doesn't frighten me (laughs) oh no no I'm talking about I'm not talking about when she's coming for someone I'm talking about when she's just trying to have one of her cute fun scenes because you know they all they have they have like one of those stupid scenes where they're like this is me going to get my nails done yeah yeah, even in those scenes I'm like I need her to shut up (laughs) and stop (laughs) I just she gets under my skin I I get it I get it I most people feel the same way yeah most people and I wish I wish I could get on board because she's never getting fired She's kind of, especially now after like they've lost Portia and if Candy, if if Candy doesn't do something this season, she's got Candy in the gang. I feel like let's, let's get her, let's get her out. Well, the thing is, and I hate, because I feel like a hypocrite, but I, 
I do feel like Candy should take a break because she does have, she's about to have the next, the other show, because I know she refuses as she should to film with Phaedra, but I kind of would love a Phaedra comeback. She was very entertaining for me. I've been recently rewatching, I've been rewatching some old clips. <laughs> Good Lord. She has some amazing reads. Her reads were so, so they were like professional level, advanced level reads. It, it, they're so eloquent mm-hmm. and just and quiet. It's and quiet. It is still the stillness of it, the stillness of it. I, you know, honestly, was maybe last year that I found out that Phaedra was, in fact, this complete crook who, like, <laughs> I, I can't believe I, like, managed to not really see that. But, like, all the shit with Apollo, like, she just threw that man right under the bus and acted like she didn't even know him. And he's like, we were doing shit together. Like, she's fully mm-hmm. aware of the stuff I was doing. She's barely was, an attorney. I wasn't really surprised because, um... I just feel like with all of like, even like her pregnancy stuff, like she's always been oh, like yeah. a shady character to me. She came in like just lying. And this, this is where like my gullibility is so prevalent because you're talking like, there's so many reasons I should have never believed her, but I was like, she said it. Yeah. But Candy knew all the drama. Candy, and was, always, Candy always knows. Mm-hmm. Candy always, and you know what's great about Candy? Candy always knows everything and she never really says anything yes. until you're, she's pushed. Exactly. But I think Candy now, because she was put through the ringer that season, she has, she's just is so controlled and careful on the show. And all of her stuff is usually happening like off the show at this point where she's like, I've got a restaurant, I've got this, I've got that, but doesn't really get into drama with the cast anymore. Oh, I also heard her restaurant is trash. I did too. I heard that too. Yeah. No, like really bad. Like the food is bad. Everything about it's bad. Like I try to go to the restaurant myself when I was in Atlanta um, for a wedding over the summer and it's like, first of all, to even get a re- reservation, it's going to be like three hours, which is fine. I, I understand like popular res- restaurants reservations can take a while. So that wasn't even like a red flag for me. But my I was like not willing to wait. My cousin really wanted to go. She went and said, please tell me all about it when you come back. Mm-hmm. And she was like, food was not good. Service was terrible. And that was her experience. So I was like, that could have been a bad night. Yep. I've seen this, um, uh, the same exact comments on TikTok. Um, about her restaurant and like where there's smoke, there's, there's fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that people really underestimate how hard it is to run a restaurant. Yeah. Everyone's like, I want to open a restaurant. I'm like the day-to-day of it is so complicated and no one really pays that enough attention. And then you're like, uh, they'll take, they'll do a good job. Right. It's like, no, you got to keep your people happy. You got to keep it's, it's much harder than that. Oh, absolutely. So, okay. The big finale of this episode. First, before we get into it, they've never had like a let's all sit down before we leave for the week conversation. Yeah. And I wish I'd I wish I'd like gotten more context. Like, did Sierra say to everyone, guys, before we go, we're just going to sit and chat. Um, It, it just it was such a it, like, how did they get to that point? It I must def- have been right. I think it was something like that because Sierra said that right? I was getting nervous because I knew that that big talk was going to happen from from previews. And we were concluding the weekend and I was like, yeah, when are we doing this? Like, are we going to have another weekend? Like, how are we going to fit all of this into this particular episode? And I, I, I think it was probably like, Hey guys, I really, we, I really want to talk to you guys. It was 
Sierra, Sierra really was took- the ring ringleader of that. I like that she was the one to kind of lead it because she's she's got more of a connection to the group than Maya does, but she was still willing to like get Maya there as yeah. opposed to making Maya the new person who already feels excluded and left out being like, guys, can we have a talk? Yeah, and I think that with Sierra leading leading it off, it completely put everyone at ease and, and an open mind and a safe space for then Maya to say how she has been feeling. It was so good. So what are your thoughts on that whole conversation? I actually agree with you. I think that uh, out of all of the Bravo shows, excluding like um, the predominantly black ones, um, they handled the conversation of race the best and uh, the most open and honest and um, I actually felt like they walked away. Yeah. Learning something or, or wanting to learn. And it wasn't performative because a lot, like my biggest gripe that would made me stop watching, uh, New York, uh, was I felt like Ebony was put into a position where she was supposed to be some type of teacher every episode, which became very cringy and awkward to watch because these group of women were not in a space to actually <laughs> learn, absorb or anything. And it just became very hard to watch. Um, I thought that every single person in that room with the, ex- and <sighs> Luke, I get what I, I feel like it was really cringy because he tried to relate in that the most in the worst way, worst way out, the worst way. Don't and, do that, Luke. And Don't- I, I loved what you said on your uh, Instagram that Kyle to the rescue. And I know that a lot of people for some reason do not like Kyle. I think it's a propaganda that has been uh, put against him <laughs> for years, but I'm a Kyle Stan, um, not in a relationship, but as a person. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that he really helped guide Luke into what he, I think was trying to say, or at least made it better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I even love, and I loved how he ended it too with saying, you know, if you're uncomfortable, we should be uncomfortable with you. And I, and I, and I, I loved that moment. And I appreciated um, how, like he, I, if you were looking to, cause it's not even just about what people have to say is I was looking at um, everybody while she was speaking and while Sierra was speaking and they were listening. And there you yes. can tell when someone's list, pretending to listen and when they are listening. Um, Paige, I could really feel her. And I could even feel like, not that she's done anything wrong. And I think she's definitely been very inclusive with Maya because I think she's technically the person that has brought her in. Um, but I feel like I could see her pain of like, I didn't do enough to help you integrate. And I feel like I let you down and I'm responsible for why you feel this way. I mean, when Paige started, cause I felt the same, I felt her realization and it even made me cry. Cause she yeah. suddenly went, Oh my God, I let you come in and feel this way. And I just didn't know. And it was, it was, a there was a lot of mat, the magnitude of it was, yeah. was felt by her. And I, I don't watch summer house and expect to get emotional, but I totally, totally cried. Yeah. In that scene. And as of, uh, for Sierra, um, again, like she's really not my favorite person on the show just because simply of how I feel like she's super nasty to Lindsay for no reason. And I think it's a lot of to do with Hannah from previous seasons and just the whole clickiness of everything. Mm -hmm. And even beyond the whole Lindsay thing, I just feel like 
she can come off a little bit bitchy. Yeah. Um, but I really appreciate, I do think that like, I related to her experience the most uh, in the sense of like, if I was in Summer House with these group of people, I feel like I would be the Sierra out of the two ladies mm-hmm. out, of, uh, out of my and Sierra because I, I too grew up in, um, or I went to a predominantly white school, private school, one of like a few black kids. So I, I've been in a lot of these uncomfortable positions, these like positions of feeling uncomfortable and unwanted, not fitting in. But then eventually I, um, I navigated it and figured out how to make uncomfortable situations comfortable for myself. Mm. And I think Sierra has had a similar situation, which is why for her, it doesn't outwardly seem like it was uncomfortable for her, but it might've been internally because you also, a part of it is like, you can't actually say when you're uncomfortable because it, it points fingers towards why you feel uncomfortable. I don't want to stand out in, because of the color of my skin, I want to fit in. So if I express when I'm feeling uncomfortable, it highlights exactly what my fear is. Yeah. So you learn how to put, push that down and just get over it essentially. And I think that's what Sierra did. So she might've had many uncomfortable moments last season that we just, she just never expressed. Yeah. Um, But she also had a lot of fun moments and you can do, you can be uncomfortable and have a great time at the same time, which seems crazy, but it's true. Unfortunately, that's not how everybody can um, handles everything. And, and it's not, there's, there's no right or wrong way to handle it. Um, So I could, when Sierra was saying how, what she was saying, I was relating to her the most because I think that's how I would be. And if someone else came into the situation, I would feel like, Hey, you know what? (laughs) This is a real thing, guys. I don't talk about it because I'm uncomfortable talking about it. Cause I don't want you guys to think that I'm uh, like overreacting or whatever the things that run through my mind are, but it is hard for us. And these are real experiences. And I share the same ones with her. So I think that seeing two different types of people have the same shared experience really was eye opening for them. I agree. This is not the first time on Summer House that we've seen. Remember Jules? Oh, God, I hated her so much. I'm so yeah. happy. Yeah, she was she was too much trying to be a part of it, which was making everybody want to not hang out with her. She was doing that whole Brock thing. I feel like Brock mm. is going to become a verb for or yeah, an adjective, yep. no, an adjective for uh, Bravo slang or whatever, because mm-hmm. he's be- she was too familiar. Yep. She was too like trying to be like, hey, I'm trying to have a private like I'm not going to like tell you my secrets. I just met you five minutes ago. She was too much trying to be in the mix. And that turned me off. It's like there's like has to be a happy medium. And I actually think as much as I don't vibe with Sierra, Sierra had that perfect happy meeting of that confidence. You need to have confidence, but don't be too familiar, but also still be like, I want to know more about you. Like you need to be a vibe. She wasn't a vibe. (laughs) She wasn't a vibe. She wasn't a vibe. Um, It was a great, great episode. Southern charm could never, they just could, they could never. No. Yeah. Yes. And I even just to, cause I know we, we talked a lot about, um, oh God, what's his name? The Italian, um, Andrea, Andrea. I 
actually really do like Andre. I think he's very sweet. I thought yeah. he was going, I thought he was, I wasn't sure about him on Winter House because I wasn't sure if he was one of those like really good looking guys that are just like a player and not or not. I agree. You know, or just like, you know, something, something like kind of kind of useless, useless or like a Jax Taylor, like just going to be like a the bad womanizer. Guy. Oh, yeah, a womanizer. And I actually think he's really a really nice guy. I think that he um, I was really happy about what he said where he and I and I know that I agree of, of that culture of Italian culture that's it's not um they don't have that much um diversity di- diversity so for him to say hey I just don't know about diversity and and so that's part of my ignorance and I'm very sorry and he's like and I will learn Yes. And to the accountability and the, the not being defensive, because he could have because yes. they literally said You're, you you not calling me by my name was triggering and made me feel a certain way. And, and he felt bad. He, he cried. Yeah, he because I genuinely don't think he meant any harm by any of the things that we saw in the episode. I think it was a genuine mistake. But those mistakes, just because you make a mistake doesn't mean it doesn't have a, a super big impact on someone. And I was happy that he listened, took in what she was saying and, and vowed to do better. I was I totally agree. He stepped up. The only one who really did it was Luke. Yeah. And I, I but I do appreciate that yeah. when when Luke realized what he said was not ju- not right, he kind of like, shut the hell up. He's like, and, yeah, he probably regretted it as soon as it, yeah. as soon as he started talking. He was like, no, abort. it was I like the stop. Kathy Hilton moment in uh, uh, Beverly Hills where uh, where Garcelle is like saying, have you ever felt like, oh, my God. I don't know. Like, have you ever I, felt like, like the, the the like the only different person in the room or something? And, and, and Kathy, Kathy goes, yeah. Like, yeah. And we're all like, nope, that was the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> but then she shut the hell up afterwards. And she's like, that was the wrong answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Let's wrap up Summer House because before you go, I want to hear your stance on Jersey because mm, I'm okay. still like, I'm still like formulating my opinions. I have an opinion. I know you've got one. So give it to me. Marge is wrong. Okay. Flat out. Flat out. 100% wrong. And I'll tell you why. Um, What Marge did, which this, by the way, great for TV. Kind of love she did it because it is great for TV. But if you're actually talking about morality wise, it was wrong because she put out there that she and her husband had were having an affair and she makes light of it. She she didn't say it because you can put something out there to put it out there and to talk about it. That wasn't the issue that I have. The issue is that she put it out there and she made light of it, making it making it seem like it's funny that they did that or or making it seem like it wasn't a big deal. And I'm not saying that that's not a way of dealing with something so serious, but that's how she put it out there. So for a person like Jennifer, who has had that happen to her and be on the receiving end of the cheating, that might be triggering. And I actually watched a video on someone who said it, said a, had made a really good point where they were saying like, does and no one on this cast besides a couple of people are realizing that the reason why Jen was lashing out on Marge is because she never got the opportunity to lash out on the mistress of Bill's like, she, cause they quickly moved on. She, they, she found out 
They decided to stay together and they buried it. They never talked about it again. So when someone else comes along pretty much bragging about how great it is to cheat on a spouse, it's triggering. And I'm not saying that's Marge's fault because she doesn't know that, but she, but she weaponized it as something like, well, you see, you're just like me. You're not just like me. You're not just like me because I was a person being cheated on. You're the person who cheated on someone or two different, there's two different situations. What about Jen seeking out information on Evan's supposed mistress? See, that's a separate situation. I'm not talking about uh, Mar- uh, Jackie and uh, Jen. I'm talking about Mar- okay. Marge and Jen. Okay. Jen and Marge and Jackie and Marge are two separate situations. And I think Marge is using Jackie's situation. I was going to say Marge is definitely weapon adding that. Yeah. To be able to say what she wants to say to Jen. She, she I think was she super, even says that. I think she even says to Dolores, she's like, and the, what she did to my friend Jackie. I think yeah. she even so, adds that into her motivation. Fight your own battles because Jackie can fight her own battles. And what's telling to me is you're on this whole problem. Well, she did this to my friend Jackie. And look at Jackie now. She out here fighting Dolores over Jennifer and know, how she needs so support. Dark. And she now knows that uh, Jen uh, went and looked for more information. And she's still fighting for Jen because she still knows that what is going on with her is bigger than every, everything else because her situation is a different situation. It, and, and that's what makes me mad about the whole Marge thing. And she's just being really relentless about it. And she's not she's, even- She's seeing... definitely relishing in this too much. Yes. And it's like, and what she said about Jennifer's children, about how they can like, they'll get over it is sickening to me. Um, I yeah. just, I don't agree with any of the points that Marge is making. If, if Jackie wanted to turn up on Jen about everything, I would be like, Jen, okay, you brought that on yourself. That's a different situation. Um, but the whole Marge and Jen thing, I'm going to have to say I'm team Jen on this one. And because, mm-hmm. and also she's eating crow. She said, you know, she, she has it like, cause I've watched on watch what happens live. I've seen in some of her other interviews that she's been on other podcasts. She said, and she makes very good points. Marge is bringing up all of these things that she's done to her. Like she talked about her mother. She talked about, um, you know, her being a slut or slut shaming her and um, her being a mistress and all those things. But for the, Jen made a point. She was like, she's they're going off of my first season of me saying these things. And since my first season, I have apologized. Not only have I apologized, I apologized directly to Marge senior. We hugged it out. And I told her I would never do that again. And I regretted bringing her into it. And I would never do that again. Yeah. So, and I, and I told that to uh, Marge as well. So for her to keep bringing it up after they squashed it and Mar and Marge senior accepted her apology, by the way, yeah. and, and they hugged about it and they cried about it. Yeah. So we, if we're accepting apologies and we're saying we're over it and we're not continuing that action, I don't see a reason to continue to use it as another weapon in her arsenal. I, I do agree with that because I, I wish Marge would just admit she's like, she came for me so hard at that reunion and, and that's she where it's got coming my from. ass that I was determined. That's where do it's you, coming from. Do you think that Jennifer was unaware people knew about this affair? I feel like she, no, she knew. No, I think I she, don't think she knew. I, I think, really don't. I think that. She, well, I mean, I Marge has 
alluded to something. So I think that, I think she's always had like a slight suspicion, but I don't think she knew that Marge knew, knew as much as she did. And that it's not just Marge, like Marge is like people told me, like it's like a common known fact. And when you think about it, Jennifer has been super sheltered. You know, she was just taking care of all the kids while while Bill was working. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if she was shocked anyone was even aware of it since it didn't really go anywhere for her. Like it yeah. happened. She had the baby and then they moved on. Yeah. It just seems I'm just so surprised that she's so surprised. I mean, I I am. I'm surprised that she's so surprised. And I don't think that I would ever go on a show if I had such a huge thing that I that was going to destroy me if it ever came out. Exactly. And especially when these type of shows are built on people exposing those type of secrets. I do agree that if you do have something like that in your life, you shouldn't be the the first one to be blabbing and like, you know, looking into stuff. So it's not that I like, don't see that those points, but I do just think over, like, again, if for I, I'm isolating situations, yep. Jackie and Jen, Jen's wrong. Jen, Marge, Marge is wrong. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel about it. Marge literally looked like an evil villain. She character. did when she when she was like smirking that evil smile. She's like, what's the time limit on crying? Really? You're, get it's, over it. And that's what I'm like, saying. Why are get you a- being so savage? And this, this is this, OK, there you go. That's my point right there. <laughs> that is what's triggering Jen. She doesn't see the gravity of when you cheat in a relationship. Why? Because she wasn't the one being cheated on. I'm over this bitch. <laughs> like, why get it through your little pigtails? You were the villain in the cheating. <laughs> she, Jen, was the victim, you dumb bitch. Like, <laughs> you, like, are you dumb? Are you blind? Are you deaf, dumb, and blind? Like, I'm confused. Oh, why are you confused? And, and also, crying doesn't have an age limit, you Dumb woman, go to therapy, work some stuff out because what you need to do is you need to work some stuff out because you also are a projector. You always are judging people for drinking because you don't drink because your mother, and I'm going to talk about your mom real quick, was a raging alcoholic when you were growing up and you had to raise yourself. And you put that out there, not me. <laughs> like, I didn't go, I didn't go digging for that information. You gave it to me. This, you know, regurgitating it back to you like you did at the pool party at Teresa's house. Dude, that was such a good little monologue. I'm definitely using that clip. (laughs) Definitely using that clip in the promo. Um, Okay, so we know where you stand now on Jersey. Yeah. All right. I love it. Firm. Love it. Firm. Firm stance. All right, Pia. Tell everyone goodbye. Bye. We miss you already. Bye. more. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind, could you do a little rate and review? Maybe even subscribe all of the above. If not, hey, I get it. No pressure. I'm also on Buy Me a Coffee. Buy Me a Coffee is a great way for content creators to get some monetary support from their followers. And it's just very easy. Buymeacoffee.com slash She Speaks Bravo. The link is also in my Instagram bio. And of course, if you're not already, please follow me on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok. Not going to lie. I just post the exact same stuff on both platforms. So no need to follow both. But um, love you guys. Mean it. And I'll see you next time. Bye.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.